Hi everyone. So we have a second mini podcast to release this week and before we did it I just wanted to, it needs to be framed really. So we talked about uh, doing a, a Kirk special in our last podcast and we did. We uh, we pretty much interviewed Kirk's to find out how he plays the game but just on Tuesday night it went on longer than we intended was well over two hours and we thought when we were chopping stuff out of it it was easier just to get rid of all the Kirk stuff in one one big chunk and maybe the idea came to us that we might release it as a second pod after that because we had been bigging it up that this is our Kirk special etc so just wanted to frame it in that way this wasn't made as a standalone pod it was recorded on Tuesday we'd all had a few whiskeys it was at the end of the night so take from that what you will it's all a little bit tongue-in-cheek. Like, myself and Willie don't think we're Michael Parkinson when it comes to interviewing people, and I don't think Kirks thinks he's the best FPL manager in the world either. But just as he's having a bit of success lately, and he had a good season last year, and he plays the game very different to myself and Willie, we thought it would be interesting to hear his thoughts on his season so far. So hopefully some of you find it enjoyable, and... We'll leave it there. Good luck. Okay, so usually at this point of the podcast, we would talk about game week nine, our plans, our captaincy choices, minds our dilemmas. But because there's an international break, we're not going to do that. And we're going to give our listeners a little treat, I feel. This so not a treat. Hey, Bale's Dog is trying to break in again. He really wants to be on the podcast. He does. I'm going to put a picture of him up on the podcast. Legend. He is so real. Basically, Kirks. Since we started this podcast, now we started this podcast, me and Willie, last year. We actually did 18 episodes before you appeared, but you were always kind of synonymous with the pod. You keep talking. We always me. mentioned no you. choice to fucking appear. You got mentioned in tweets, and we were like, you kind of built up this cult following without being on the pod. And since you've been on it, you've built up a bigger cult following. Like, we're in a, a Twitter Ireland group. Yeah. And like you're not on Twitter, you hate Twitter. You mentioned as much. You hate all the guys in our group, but just from the <laughs> podcast. You're Everyone mentioned a lot. Yeah. And uh people talk about you a lot and you're like just a bit of a, a cult hero. And look, at the minute a bit of an oddball. I think your FPL record this season and last season astonishing. And, uh, stands and up the to season it. before, but I've made a ball to it. Then it doesn't really care. End rank is not the Mars Kirk's. Not Mars other just, than your game week thirty eight. I've honed I've honed this. Exactly. You've had a great start and now you, you do this whole temporary sensible thing. I don't think he does. No, he still doesn't, but that's that's what we're going for. Uh, so, it's definitely heading towards that though. That's where he's getting, yeah. So basically what we wanted to do is uh have a little segment and go through what who you are, the way you play the game, why you play the game, and like why this in the last who, who you are. No, in the last season and a half, swipe why right, swipe right. Why it's been so successful because like I don't wanna I'm not trying to make a fool out of you here. Before last season, your finishes in FPL were terrible. Mm-hmm. Now you mightn't have played the game as seriously as you do now. Um we've said it before in different pods. Myself, you and Willie were in a WhatsApp group, but we were always playing for money against each other. Yeah. So it'd be nearly like cloak and dagger, hiding information, not telling anyone mm-hmm. who our captains are. Now we're all working together. We're on and a podcast. Out, yeah. And I think, I, I don't want to take credit for you, but I think me and Willie are about 66% of your success. I'll give you, I'm going to give you 45. 
to out of three. So anyway, I put it to the Twitter community. We got some questions. I explained how you play the game. I'll read it out later. I'll read it out now. I didn't Kurtz. read this. Exactly. <laughs> you explained how I played the game. I didn't, I didn't even see, see it. it. Yeah. Do you think this is a fair synopsis of how you play the game? No. I thought it was. So Kirks plays the game different to anyone I know. He is very aggressive, targets points for exact weeks. He does plan, but his squad is a mix of mid-term options and here and now punts that alternate. Stop me if... No, keep going. He's not on Twitter, is anti-template and not overly fussed on ownership. Really does his own thing, but there is method to it. He has captained two defenders in eight weeks and not blanked. He did the Aubameyang slash Kane captaincy hokey-cokey, transferring them in and out for the first few weeks. And that worked at the time. It was fine. You got rid of Kane when you need to. He always gets off to a flyer, is often top 5k at Christmas, but is usually reined in. Last season, he managed to hold it together and finish top 6k. This season, he is top 1,200 again and in a position to finish well already. What we want to examine on the pod is, is he on a good run and just lucky, or is he ahead of the curve and playing the game how we should look to? From the outside looking in, he is reckless, but it seems to be gaining results more in recent seasons than past ones. Yeah. Is Kirk's the future? <laughs> and Kirk's, I genuinely mean that's that. incredible. <laughs> I genuinely mean that because like me and Willie are very template We play the game by numbers. A ABC. lot of odds. We're very unlucky according to the... Yeah, I'm very lucky. Like, our blurb on our Renegade's Twitter is one lemon, one Renegade, one somewhere in between. You're the Renegade. That's why we named the page Renegades. Willie is the ultimate lemon. Like, oh, I don't want to be tired with him. I'm kind of, I am in between. Well, like the, the, the point case here is the wild card. No, no, he's not. Because the wild card thing is a good point. Like, what are you, game week 16 wild card? What are you trying? I'm, I'm game week 8. This is what I said every wild card at the start was game week 8. No, you said something mad. Like I wanted to do wild card game week 18, only I yeah, made a few go. bad yeah. mistakes. That's the difference. Yeah. So basically, we get stuck in, and Willie, please interject. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Want. He has to interject with something funny. No pressure, but like, has to be really funny. Very interesting. So, Kirk, we're going to... haven't planned this now. I actually wanted to plan it, but... I, I, haven't, I haven't read that. I, I know. Even, I didn't even read that synopsis. It's working quite late. I had to make us all dinner. and uh, Didn't make me dinner. Literally falling down. Didn't make dinner every week. <laughs> Give him a fucking bottle of whiskey. He's the star, man. <laughs> this is actually how you get good at FBL. You just get treated like a good at FBL, and then you start acting like a good at FBL. <laughs> It's like a self-fulfilling thing. So, to be honest, I would have liked to plan this better, but... Fresh fucking prawns, Drew. We'll see what happens. So, Kirks, at the minute, you're on 520 points. Your rank is... I won't give you away, but I think people know who you are. You're in the top 1,500. You're in the top 1,200. Your overall record isn't great, but, like, last season, like I said, you, you held it all together. You came top 6K this season... Got off to an absolute flyer. And if we had done a pod last week, you were 666 in the world. You love that. I love the whole Satan. That's kind mad of rank, isn't it? Devil. I, not that I love Satan. I love Jesus. <laughs> but I love that you. You're like fucking FPL evil to me. I love that. That's where you were. Uh, you know what I said? The season before last, I was actually the top 250 in the world of Christmas. And yeah. I fucking blew it. And that's yeah. one of the questions. But uh, look, I don't want to dilly dally. But like I said, we haven't overly planned for this. So Go we'll start it. off with a basic question. Your week-to-week routine when it comes to FPL, like, what do you do? Now, don't overemphasize. If you do fuck all, tell us you do fuck all. But, like, when it comes to you planning your first 11, making transfers, captains, what do you do? 
uh, week to week, not a lot. Okay. Because my team is usually set up for um, five or six weeks anyway. So like last week, I think, what was my sub last week? I uh, don't even remember what I fucking did last week. I took out Matt up for Tamori. And that was because I didn't want uh, three different players in the Leicester game. And Tamori then going forward, Chelsea have pretty good fixtures. And did you look at Tamori, say, like you're still looking at Tamori House, Newcastle, in home in the next game? Yeah, so yeah. Chelsea fixtures are really good. So he's going to do me for now four or five weeks. And Liverpool's fixtures get worse. Didn't want two in defence. So it was an easy transfer. But Who's your other Liverpool? Uh, Trent. Okay. So I'd say week to week, I might spend an hour or two looking at the games, looking at a few numbers. But what do you do? Are you at home looking at it? Are you commuting looking at it? Are you on your lunchtime? Are you on the toilet? Like uh, usually, usually at home because I prefer to use my PC where the yeah. mouse and the keyboard to actually kind of get through a lot of numbers real quickly. I don't find the phone very quick. Cool. Now, what football slash highlights do you watch in a week? Like, do you watch many live games? Because I, I only watch... bring this up because... You're the only man I know that listens to the radio. I follow all the games in they're on. On the radio? As much as I can. So if I'm at home, do nothing. I'll watch them on the stream somewhere. Like any game. Uh, I'll listen to the radio if I'm in the house doing a bit of work. Like Yeah, and can I just... A bit of context. Kirks has bought a new house, so... He's doing it He's up. doing a lot of work. He doesn't have TV. And, and the house needs a good bit of work. That's so what like, I was it makes... Them, like, we were slagging you for listening to radio, but yeah. it makes part Yeah, so sense. I was putting in some floors last day and I couldn't watch anything, so I had a yeah. radio on to listen to things, but... I watched then the City game. So, like, whatever I'm at home. And Do you watch on. Match of the Day every week? Uh, not every week, but no, I'll stick no. on the... You can get the highlights online. Yeah. Uh, then three minutes of each No, game no, like the Match of the Day, the full Match of the Day online uh, after it's been already on. So maybe Monday night I might stick it on. Cool. Now, we're going to go into watch Match of Day and Match of Day too. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're going to go into details on stats. Actually, I find Match of the Day a bit shit, though. Because yeah. it only ever gives you the highlights of the good bits. And you never oh, get a, you never get a feel so for the... I've watched Actual, some, the game. I I've watched some games and been like, "That's just, not what I said." I watched the Villa Bournemouth game and Villa actually dominated and like they just showed. He up brings it back to Villa every no, time. No, but it was it was, it was absolutely mental. So I was like, I was like, you watch it and you're like, "Oh, Bournemouth." Really, you're like, I, I, I wouldn't say watching match today is helpful. No. I, would, I would say only watch match today because I want. I agree to see, with Carlos. It's football. mad. Like you know, when you look at Understat, I say, and then you watch the game. You're like, this. And you're That's like, I've said a hundred times on this pod. You have to do both. Yeah. Well, I don't think watching highlights helps. No, I no. think you need to watch. I know. Does, if, you, if you're watching like 30 minute highlights, extended highlights, but watching, watching highlights minutes, is better than watching nothing, I think. I don't think it's much. It's not, it doesn't help me that much. Watching five minutes of highlights is, is mad. What I hate, I keep saying it, but I really hate it on Twitter as lads going, I don't look at stats, I watch football. Pick me for whatever the contest is. It was like, but you, you do, do need both for this, but you're better off watching a game. Like if you're watching a whole everything game, if you can watch a whole everything game, <laughs> like Very they're hard. not good. Like, yeah. and then you watch a highlight and they might win like two nil and like they're going, Oh, everything two nil. Great result. And you're looking at the whole match going, what the fuck was that? But I've yeah. seen a lad on Twitter saying Diego Rico was better than Pereira because he was looking at the underlying stats and he obviously never watched football matches. Like, and like, that's funny coming from you because you are our Mr. Stats, but I know you watch lots of football. Yeah. So you obviously see the balance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think you'd watch highlights. I think you're better off watching a game. And you're better watching two games than watching the highlights of um, six games. But the stats would be a big part of it. You still need to have the numbers. To be honest, I probably watch two or three games a weekend. I watch match of the day and match of the day too. But I think if I didn't watch match of the day and match of the day too, 
my FPL be even worse than it is. Well, well. I love watching match day too because you know the way you watch match day and you're hitting goals, then you watch match day too, and you know you watch a few games and then you know the way they go through all the all goals, the goals. Again, and then they really stick in your some head. Some of the like analysis, the some of the analysis yeah. is really good. Yeah. Sometimes you get someone decent on it, um, and they're really good. Actually, you know what? Listen to and that's actually uh, your man. What's that Chelsea guy who's on the radio all the time? Uh, Pat Nevin. Oh yeah, I think he's really good. Like when he starts talking Scottish about Chelsea guy. and how they play things up the Scottish team. Right. But like when guys are doing tactical analysis and they're they're, they're decent, yeah. I think that's really useful. Hey Kirk, you're kinda throwing us outside. We're gonna rein it back into you. So I've <laughs> loads of questions for you from myself and listeners. But first of all, I want to go through your team week to week and see why you did what you did. We're not doing every week. No, just the interesting weeks. So we go to week one, you got 115 points. Absolute monster start. Fuck my life. The highest points of the week was 142. You got 115. I think it was top 2K. The average was 65. You were... Yeah. You didn't play any chips around. Your game week rank was 2299. So you had Nick Pope, grand. Robertson, grand. Kyle Walker-Peters, grand. Dunk, you got a bit lucky. He got 11 points. Then Dunker, Fraser, Sterling... Grand. All right, the first pick that kind of catches my eye is uh, KDB. Right. And uh, look, everybody knows what a quality footballer he is. Like, he didn't invent KDB. Like, unbelievable. But he did nothing the season before. Really it was, bad injuries. It was actually, it was the preseason. It was yeah. a lot of wait and see for people. But I remember on previous pods, not to be repetitive, you were very adamant he's essential. Yeah. And you brought him in and gave it was, him. Um, in it was, preseason, he played a few games and he was match. so sharp. He was like, yeah. it was like he was trying to prove a point that he was 100% fit. And I just remember thinking, if this guy is 100% fit and he's back to what he can do, and he's nine and a half million, he's absolute fucking necessity. And not, like, not many people did. Like, yeah. people might have brought him in after game week two or three, but. But I think maybe forgot how good he was. Yeah. I've seen all the stats, I've seen all the games, I've seen all the heat maps. I said the exact same thing. Still first. I, didn't even, Sterling. I didn't even think about it. I was like, no, I'm happy with Ryan Frazier. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about KDB. I just remember him being like, I remember like, there was two seasons ago, the best goal of the season was that ball he put in for, I think it was Jesus, where he curled it from the right side around the back line onto his toe. And I was like, yeah. if he's doing that again this season, Kirk, he's going to be unstoppable. The point is, and we're going to hit on it a lot here you're very assertive you're like KDB essential you brought him in actually number two guys were essential at the start of the season KDB and no Brooks yeah I wanted, injured. I wanted Brooks did he not get injured before he did, he did yeah but I was really fucking keen I remember that him he's a baller so your next player here and it, nobody would be surprised with Salah but you triple captained him yeah it was after the was it after the Chelsea game the Charity Shield. You made a great case for it at the time. Like they were playing Norwich at home. At home after the, the Chelsea game, wasn't it? Yeah. Norwich, oh, everyone yeah. thought we were going to concede a book full of goals. And they were right. Salah was Salah. But like not many people would go triple captain in the game first game won. of the season. There's no reason not to. That's a really weird thing for people not to do. Like the, the rule for a triple captain for me is a top four team versus a shit team at home. You, see, I, you don't really it doesn't have to be a double game week for you which no a lot no of, triple captain definitely not. I agree with you there I've often now wasted <coughs> my triple captain in a single game week but like I, I'm not saying you wasted this year 18 points is no, that's 18. fine I'm happy someone might do better but that's solid like so I, it wasn't I, 18 points I'd only ever play solid. in a double game week because I think if someone can have two yeah. that's four points minimum season. but I just think the, the new trip, like from two seasons ago with the free hit that's so much more yeah. better for a double game week now but Kirk's 12 points, triple captain. I think that was grand. Last season, we both used it against Fulham. 
Salah scored one goal. He got less than 12 points. We were both relatively happy. And I played it on um, Leroy Sané. One points. point. <laughs> that's that's the thing. Like With double game weeks, you don't know who's going to play. You don't know what rotation there's going to be. No. So you obviously having two games. I think people are afraid to play triple advantage. captain sometimes. And you shouldn't be. I think it's one of those ones. If you have a hunch that the player is going to fucking bang, as Wooly would say. Yeah. Just do it. But you don't play the game with any fear, which most of us do. Like, I play the game. You're making me more fearful. No, but I play the game with a little bit of... I think us making you more fearful is why you came yeah, top 6K yeah. last year. But I also year. need to make sure I don't Listen fall to us into too much. Yeah. yeah, so you had Harry Kane, home to Villa. Makes Non-brainer, sense. we're not going to go into how that all went. But the other night. player that stood out is, like, you brought in Diva Carigi in the first game of the season. Home to Norwich. Smash it. We all knew Mane wasn't going to play. He was... Coming back from yeah. whatever he Afcon. was. Afcon. So you said, I'm going to play Origi. Now, a lot of people say that free transfers are vital. They're kind of imperative to the game. You can't bring a guy in that you think you're going to get rid you're of. You're just wasting transfers. Soon, like. But you don't think like that. No. You got 12 points in that game. The reason why I brought Origi in was to enable me to be able to have Sterling, Salah, De Bruyne and Kane. Uh, yeah, he was. Was he 5.5? Yeah. Like, five, yeah. he's going to play he might get an assist might get a goal but I was able to bring in both. four big guns <laughs> yeah, yeah so um, it wasn't really to get his points it was more to yeah. enable but it was quite it was very ballsy because you did you got a goal you got an assist and you got three bonus that's like not luck but it was no I don't think it was luck no. as in I set out that I was going to do it and he was going to play but you know like I kind of think these things like go wide for you and that but the way I see it like after a few game weeks like Origi's not going to play but another 5.5 option is going to become, it's going to be there that we didn't have a clue who yeah. it was. And then you can just sub him in for it. But Kirk's, yeah. got, I actually, Kirk's got 12 points out of Origi in that game. Yeah. If you had said, Origi will get 12 points in the first three games, four points a game for a five and a half million asset, you'd be happy with it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm perfectly happy with it. And I took him out in four, I think, on four week, game week four. Yeah. He and probably then, didn't even have start him, man. No, the game week, yeah. by game week three, was already full. Yeah. Another thing I just want to bring up is your bench. Like, I've never heard of any of these three guys. I don't know who they are either. Ramsey, Zande, sorry, Ramsey. Zande Silva at West Ham. Ramsey of Southampton, I want to yeah. say. Yeah. yeah. Why did you do that? Zande Silva and Ben Johnson from that West was Ham. Why didn't you go Lundstrom, then down? Why didn't you go okay, I didn't know about Lundstrom at the time. Didn't know who he was. But so you I, thought, guys I, thought, that, I thought he was Norwegian. You pick guys that weren't going to get minutes. I was picking guys who nobody else would pick. Yeah. So that when people started wildcarding, shitting their pants after two game weeks, I wasn't going to take a fucking bank hit. But we had Lundstrom, Greenwood, but and a Donker, where it's everyone's three. The biggest three, so mistake I've did... made this season is fucking Greenwood. But were you yeah. worried? Would you not be worried that bench that you picked, if just say Origi was benched in game week two, you've no one coming in for it? Just wildcard it. That's what you were going to do. If it, it really backfired, I'd wildcard after week two. <laughs> okay. No, I'm not laughing at you. I like that. It's mad. The only reason I picked them is I'm not cheapest. laughing at you. I'm just. They're the cheapest shock. without losing value. Because I tried that same thing last season and I got stung with Solanke because people brought him in and then yeah. everybody transferred him out. And he, it's, the, the value thing is really shit because at the start of the season, it kind of starts with like half a million people have Solanke. And then after week one, <coughs> fucking yeah. quarter of a million people it's, get rid of him. It's like um, the Wilson and King thing with Brighton like having such good few fixtures. And I think Wilson went 7.8. I think, um, what did King go to now? 5.2 or something like no he's not that low he was 6.5 oh he went 6.2 yeah. which is mental like considering that he's like actually a good option at that yeah. price point so Kirk so we'll move on to game week 2 and 
like you said, we're not going to go through every game week with a fine tooth comb. But I noticed here you brought in Aubameyang instead of Kane and you captained him. So at the start of the pod, at the start of the season, you committed to saying, I'm going to swap Kane and Aubameyang in for the first few fixtures and captain them. Yep. And you did it. Does that not worry you a little bit that you're wasting a transfer every week? Like, if you got an injury, are you not a bit fucked? Like, if, if KDB got injured and your bench isn't playing, but if I had would you not need to take a minus four? If I had to keep Kane for a game, I had to sub out KDB. KDB's, what, nine and a half million? Uh, I had, I had to bring in whoever. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. If I was stuck with Kane, it's not the end of the world. Kane probably even got a fucking points that second game. Did he? Plus a game. Oh, I don't, I don't think Carlos gets too stressed out. About but it. like, you do really play week to week in a way. I What I try to do is set up my team so that I have most of the players you have and I have one or two that I can rotate around randomly. But if, if someone has a really good cabin choice, you'll bring him in for a week even though he has shift fixers the next but like, week. Just talk about I've seen you do that before. Like, how am I wasting transfers if my team is set up for like six weeks? I, I don't need to make transfers. Like I could have spanked. I've made, I've had two transfers on week to week for the last three, four weeks. And yeah. I didn't even need to make transfers for those ones. So Garks, game week four, you use your wild card. So you're a big advocate of wild card nearly. Yep. And it, it worked this to. week, but explain why just to people that are tuning in for the first time. Um, People like Lundstrom and Chelsea lads, all those guys you didn't know about at the start of the season. Like by four weeks, you know these boys, these boys are playing. Did you listen to the preseason pod? I mentioned all the Chelsea guys and John Lundstrom. Did you put any of them in? Put John Lundstrom in. <laughs> well, anyway, that's when you know they're going to play week to week. And I'm like, I'm on board with them for everybody else's. Like, I, this, this could completely backfire, by the no, way. No, no, I agree with Kirk. I think you should wildcard very early. Like before game week six, well, big I'd forget of it. I like to have more information to make it. Yeah, I know. And uh, you've never had a good finish. So, uh, <laughs> I've never had a bad finish either, though. <laughs> ad- adequate finisher. <laughs> the headline here is. How uh, was that for you? It was okay as well. <laughs> but the headline here for me with your wild card is you've no Aubameyang or Kane, but you've Jamie Vardy and you captained him. You got 32 points. Boom. So. Was that the, on the week I wild carded? He, he scored, yeah. He's uh, you captained him in the Newcastle game. What a ball! No, they won. Tr- he scored two goals against Bournemouth. Oh, oh yeah, Bournemouth game. That, that was a no brainer. Uh. Bournemouth are a sieve. They won 3 1. Uh. Um, now we've way better questions. Like, if you're getting bored of this, keep listening because there's way better questions. We just need to keep going through. What time is it? My missus will be here this, yeah. Uh, well, you need to grow a set, like, you need to just get collected. <laughs> like, that's actually going. recorded. Yeah. Like, people have now. You, just said that out loud. <laughs> Shocking. So, Kirk's game week five, nothing really happened, so we'll move on from that. Six not happened either. I don't think anything's happened since my wild card. No, no, no. You no, you had a really oh, yeah. good week. I captained the defender. Game five. week six, you got 90 points. Ah, wow. You backdoored your way into the KDV. Who are my defenders? Adamendi got 15 points. Lundstrom got 12 points. Yeah. Robertson so, got 8 points. That was, um, Pope got 6 points. That was, um, that was a good move, actually. Um, Zinchenko to Adamendi that week. Great and we, were, we were talking about it on the pod. And uh, Mendy had minutes in Europe and his back fit. And I was just like, fuck this. He's not 100%. Yeah. Adamendi is now 100% because the port got injured. Stones is out. Adamendi is a better goal threat than Zinchenko. Yeah. No-brainer. Swap. Direct swap. Now you... Look, 
you got lucky. Sterling didn't play him there. That's didn't the look. Command. If you're to say that, what was the best bit of luck I've had all season? It was that. Very good. In fairness, you vice captain to Brian. I should have done that. We'll move on to game week seven. Willie's already made a fool of himself. His wife's collecting him in ten minutes. <laughs> Twenty <laughs> minutes long. Um, yeah, Kirk's all of your fucking weeks are high scoring. Like game yeah. week seven, sixty-seven points. Fuck's sake! You captained. Now this is one of my questions, but you captained Alexander Arnold. Yeah. Twelve points. Sterling got seven. So look, if you captained the most obvious guy in the week, you would have got fourteen points. You got twelve. So you're minus two. Yeah, who was City playing that week? Um, Everton. I think Sterling was dropped for a game, wasn't he? And then it wasn't a hundred percent sure. Yeah, they bet Everton three one, but yeah, he was dropped for the Watford game. Yeah, and then I remember thinking, and like, look, I don't want to keep interrupting you here. You've already moved on to Matip because I know I know from talking to you, and I don't want to put words in your mouth. You've already had identified that Matip is going to get all of the Liverpool clean sheets. Van Dijk isn't getting any attacking returns. Why should I? spend a million more on him yep. but you've already identified that not many people would get Matip in he seems pivotable pivotal to Liverpool pivotable you've Sciencio in there you've De Bruyne you've Sterling you've Vardy with 12 points just a great week yeah the uh, captain of um, Trent was actually I didn't fancy Liverpool to smash Sheffield United yeah. and I was like right they'd probably be a nil all if it's a bad result well, Sheffield good result scored if it's a 1-0 to a nil ah they weren't massively Attacking, but like I didn't know that at the ah, time. They missed your chance. Leon Clark missed the biggest chance. Sheffield United are guaranteed nil all away from home playing well. That's cool. that's almost their, ga- their game right. plan. So we're going to move on from week to week because I think the questions are going to be more fun. But Kirk, I thought we should go through your team because I think your decision making is unique. Like it's it random. Is. is it random though? That's no. what people are going to want to know. Who's just here shaking his head looking at your team? Me? Yeah. No, when I look at your team, I think it's a mix of like bravery, great picks, recklessness, and cluelessness sometimes. And templateness. Sometimes. No, I love that you're non template. And I read that My team is very template ish. So you've used your triple captain. Yep. Which is fine. It was a success. Yep. You've used your wild card. It was a success. Yep. We've asked you, what's your week to week routine? What stats do you use on a week to week basis? Like, what? Do you look for in a player? What stands out? Because Attacker. I know you're quite different to me and Willie. Attacking we'll go through all of them. Attacking uh, defender. I'm interested in this. <laughs> uh, me and Willie are... Sorry. You look it up there. Me and Willie are very basic. We're very much like shots, shots, no, no, shots on penalty area touches. So I was signed up to... Um, you're like XG Premier, chain. Yeah. And all yeah. yeah. So I was signed up to Scout last year and I was looking at their numbers. You did a nice scout. I didn't really like it. I didn't think they had a lot of the per 90 minutes stuff and it was kind of hard to get around. I found it hard to get around. So I use understat a lot. Like that's pretty much all I've been using the last year and a half. And that's free, is it? Yeah, it's really nice website, really like well laid out. Is it good in general or is it good because you pluck what you need from it? No, it's just, it's a nice, simple website. Like everything I need is there. So I just, I use that. Do they have a mobile app as well? What are the stats you use? Can you tell us some of them? So attacking shots, XG. What's XG chain? You use that a lot. Yeah, that uh, yeah. so attacking wise for strikers, uh, there's a, a thing on understat called XG chain and XG build up. Yeah. So chain is basically uh, XGI. So it's yeah. involvement in goals. Oh, goals, yeah, so goals expected goal involvement. But XG build up is really interesting. It's like uh, the guys from the back. It's like the guys who assist the assister. Yeah. It's like Gwendozi is like the fucking all star build up guy. 
the guys who never get assists or goals. So it's nothing from an FPL. Yeah. So what I do is I filter them all out. Okay. Like Jack Greenish. Yeah. But so not maybe this year. But. You check who's really high in the build up ninety, and you take them out of it, and you keep the guys who are really good at the XGI. Yeah. And I just I just think it's a really interesting stat because sometimes you get a little bit mis- misled by a, a one or two assists from a Guendouzi or someone like that, and then you look at the numbers and it's like he's so deep. He's always playing the ball out to the winger, and the winger gets the assists. Yeah, yeah. So just get rid of those guys. You don't want those guys. You don't want those fucking Jorginho's. But you don't seem like that's one thing I over you. Like you'd be just like, oh, Guendouzi's shit, Jorginho's shit option. Well, I'd be like, they're 4.5 million. They're going to get a few assists. Jorginho's 5 million. He's going to get a few penalties. You're just like, oh, they're paying for a team. They're shit. Oh, you don't take it into price. You're like, they're just. But that's just I'm shit. looking at it going like, and when you watch the matches as well, you can see it. They drop deep. They usually drop deep. In between the center halves, take the ball. But but you not and play a ball to you the not, You don't take point per million into context. Into oh yeah, I do. Like uh, one of the other ones I look at all the time is value. So points yeah. points per million. So yeah. like I'd always try have your big hitter, so your Sterlings and your Salas, and then the best value. Yeah. The best values are Maddops and yeah. Mounts and the Cantwells, whatever. So your team should be made up of like a couple of big hitters, price wise couple of big value players, points per million-wise, and then a couple of randomers. Good. So we're going to have to move on to some questions now because we're getting bogged down. But... Shots. Yeah, I, I'm kind of interested in this. No, I could talk about this for two hours, really. Your one... wife is collecting oh, yeah, yeah, five so. minutes. Is that yeah. one of my favourite attacking ones? Is uh, shots per expected goal. Okay. So you know you're going to do your shots per 90. So like you're saying shots per 90, you kind of want two, three, four, five plus shots per 90. Yeah. And your XG, you want whatever one two three but like there's some players who have tons of shots and low xg they're just fucking shooting, just from, shooting everywhere. from anywhere so and then you got these like guys for example ruben neves would be a great example of that he's had a lot even, of shots even, but even aguero has tons of shots and like his xg is is good but someone like jesus has less shots and his xg is as good <laughs> someone would someone would be an example so who's low the shots the number of shots season. per expected goal is i think is a really good indicator of a uh, quality striker so would you say what well, would like uh, Alair or Callum Wilson or people who are really high XG who was that the last one I did was Barnes versus who was that like last week Ings versus oh. who were you looking to bring in last week if we were looking at it Um, I don't know I was definitely looking at Barnes Woods and Ings anyway and like Ings oh, Dominic Calvert-Loon oh Calvert-Loon yeah Calvert-Loon actually did better than I thought but um, on numbers not on actual ability yeah but go on but the um the what was it shots per expected goal for Dav Cavaloon was less than Barnes. I was like, just Barnes might shoot more, or whatever, but he's he's more likely in the least amount of shots to get a goal. Okay. He's far better finisher than Cavaloon. Right, so that was the footage that didn't make it onto Tuesday's podcast. Uh after that we asked Kirk's all of the listeners' questions which did make it into the podcast. So that is the natural, uh, I suppose, follow-up to what you've just heard. So if you didn't listen to the last podcast and you want to hear more of what Kirk has to say, it's probably the last 30 minutes of our podcast before this one. So we'll leave it there. Um, Haven't had any whiskey today. We don't have anything to throw at the mic. So good luck and good night.